You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Taking a walk with Buzz Knight. Well, hi, this is Buzz Knight. I'm the host of the Taking a Walk podcast series where I walk and talk with interesting people at cool locations or, if you prefer, cool people at interesting locations. Either way, I'm good. Uh, I've talked with um, comedians, business leaders, ordinary people telling extraordinary stories, you name it. We even talked to a neuroscientist once. And if you're a regular listener, uh, thanks for your support. And if you're new, uh, please uh, share and subscribe and tell everybody about uh, taking a walk. By the way, if you are a new uh, listener, um, we actually do take a walk somewhere. So you will hear uh, noises and occasionally even somebody huffing and puffing um, because we're actually uh, walking. So uh, I tell you that because when we do it in person, that's the case. And in this case, we're doing a virtual version of taking a walk courtesy of uh, Podbean and their app. Uh, I prefer in person, but you know, it just seems sometimes like it's not meant to be to get on the road, at least in some cases. Today, our guest Toronto, Canada area. Uh, our guest is uh, the president of news and entertainment for uh, Roger Sports and Media. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen her in person, um, but it's nice to be virtually taking a walk with Julie Adam. Hello, Julie. Hi, Buzz. Great to be walking with you. I, as you said, I wish we were doing it in person. Uh, maybe we would be walking to Fenway Park and catching a baseball game, but uh, happy to be virtually walking with you. That's awesome. Now, I'm at a place called Punkatasset uh, Reserve or Preserve in Concord, Massachusetts. So 
occasionally I might be swatting away a mosquito in this uh, sojourn, but it is a beautiful day. And uh, you are uh, in the Toronto, Canada area, right? I'm in Toronto, yes. I'm in uh, midtown Toronto. Toronto's a big city. And I, I am uh, sort of in the midtown area, um, walking through a lovely North Toronto neighborhood. And I'm sure at some point in time, you know, you'll hear uh, a lot of car traffic and honking. But I'll try to avoid the main streets. Just be careful, too. <laughs> Will do. Be careful. You might hear a dog barking here. You might hear an airplane flying over because there's uh, Hanscom Air Force Base uh, not too far from here. Or you might hear nothing. So uh, that's uh, but um, thanks for taking a walk. Now, how uh, are our friends in Canada, and specifically uh, Julie Adam and her team at Rogers, doing? We're doing well. We've, uh, you know, Canada has been, um, I'm going to say, perhaps a little more conservative around COVID rules and. So we, you know, we've had more lockdowns in the United States. Toronto, being the biggest city, has had the most waves of COVID, and and so we spent the better part of two years sort of going in and out of full lockdown. And you know, over the last maybe six months or so, uh, the restrictions have eased, and so our team has, you know, been like most media teams, trying to respond uh, to this pandemic um, and having to manage you know not only not only you know the news and the entertainment so in a lot of cases with our entertainment brands it's been keeping things light for people and giving them a reason to laugh and for our news teams it's the opposite it's you know the non-stop barrage of news so they've had to manage how they interact with the audience and how they take care of the audience and how we take care of our clients uh, with how they take care of themselves and you know the number of people that call in sick because of COVID is way up and so it's been uh, it, it has been a wild two years but I would say overall we are doing well and you know at the end of the day we always say we work in media we really don't have anything to complain about it's a great gig. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I share something, which is the fact that uh, I certainly started out uh, on air in my career, and I know you also did uh, as well. Talk about how that shapes you to this day as a leader uh, of a media company. Well, I know how hard it is, and I know that I wasn't any good at it, and I'm not being modest. I mean, I really, I didn't have, I, I didn't and don't have what it takes to, and it, that it never connected in my head sort of how you sit in a room by yourself and talk to an invisible group of people and have, you know, no feedback and be entertaining and uh, so that never clicked for me. I just, <laughs> as much as I wanted it to, I really didn't want to be in management. I wanted to be on the air and play music and goof around for a living. Um, so I think my, you know, my first reaction is I understand just how hard the job is, and and 
you know, the, the people that do it for a living, they make it look so easy. You know, and, and, you know, when I was starting out in the business as an intern, you know, production operator, I really thought, oh, this is an easy gig. I watch these people do this every day. How hard can it be? And, <laughs> and then when you go to do it, you realize, oh, my goodness, this is a hard job. Um, and the people, you know, I guess like anybody who's good at their job, they often make it look easy. They're relaxed. You know, they can sort of jump right into it under pressure but uh i found it really really difficult so i guess that would be my first thought so who shaped you and your leadership uh, skills as you were progressing through your career i take a you know i like to think i take a little bit um from everyone you know i take i learn as much from uh, people in different roles as I do from people, you know, from my bosses, if you will. So, I, you know, I'll maybe start early with, you know, my dad was a, a massive influence on me. Um, just, you know, I, I watched him work. I could see that he was, you know, he was a really nice guy and people liked him. He had a great sense of humor and, you know, you didn't really meet anybody that didn't like my dad. However, also and not a however but an and he was also really tough i mean he was fair but you know he believed strongly and you know you got to stand up for yourself and stand up for your values and do the right thing and you know um when people aren't doing the right thing make sure that you you know use your voice so he i would say you know he shaped me uh early on and, and right through until he passed away is my definitely my number one confidant you know i was, was always going you know calling him or going to see him to talk about business challenges or you know things that i wasn't sure about or getting his advice and then in the industry i had several people who i uh worked with who taught me a lot um and, you know, probably the person who influenced me the most was the, when Rogers bought the radio station that I was working for, um, you know, it was, it was one of those, like, I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, they changed the format. And so they, a lot of the personnel changed, but they kept me. And uh, the general manager, market manager, you know, really took me under his wing. And it's kind of funny because he was trying to hire a program director to program the station and he couldn't, you know, I, I guess things just didn't work out. I was the assistant program director and he told me point blank, you're not going to get this job, but do it for now because we need someone to do it. We just bought the station. And then when the real program director comes in, you know, we'll have a job for you. It'll be in another market and you're going to have to move. And are you okay with that? And I said, sure. I'll let, yeah, that's fine. And I think um, what I take away from, what I took away from him was a few things. One was just how honest he was and direct he was. Um, and he, you know, he didn't sort of didn't beat around the bush with that conversation. And that really allowed me to get my head around what I needed to do and it set the expectations. Um, the second was he gave me a lot of shots, you know, that I wasn't, re I ended up getting the job. Um, and, 
you know, and then he gave me several other promotions and more opportunities. And, you know, he gave me all these shots and I wasn't ready for most of them. Um, in fact, I don't think I was ready for any of them because when are you ready for anything? I mean, we're never ready for anything. We have to get the experience. We have to have the opportunity to get the experience in order to be ready. And so he gave me a lot of shots. Um, and the last thing was he was really tough on me. Tough in a, like, not in a, he was a great guy and he was nice and we had a lot of laughs. But, you know, you, I, I would get inundated with messages from him about, you know, early in my programming career, like, why did the jingle run here? And why did, uh, why did we play this song? And why was this morning show break this long? And what are you trying to do over here? And it was, it was relentless. And he used to joke and say, you know, I'm, I'm either going to get you to be really good at your job or I'm going to kill you. One of two things is going to happen, obviously. Um, you know, he was goofing around. But it, it, you know, I don't think with, with that sort of like, all those three things, you know, just the being direct, the belief in giving me opportunities to stretch myself, and then nonstop feedback. He gave me tons of positive feedback too. But, you know, I, it was constant feedback. And I, those have always really stuck with me. Uh, his name's Chuck McCoy. He's one of the infamous radio legends in Canada. And I was just really lucky to work with him. That's great. Those are so many qualities and so many important qualities, which leads me to the qualities that you talk about in your book, which congratulations, we could add uh, author to your uh, resume, uh, Imperfectly Kind. Why kindness is the must-have superpower you need. I love the title, I love the book. Uh, congratulations on it. Uh, talk about what motivated you to put the book out. Thank you. I don't know why, but for some reason, I've always had it in my head that I want to write a book. And, um, you know, it's, I don't, for as long as I can remember. And so I've taken, I took a few swings at it, and I could never, just couldn't get going. You know, I'd get started, and I'd always have this, you know, this um, inner voice that would tell me, you know, why are you doing this? You're not an author. You're not a writer. Nobody's going to read it. It's not going to be any good. You know, you have that jerk of an inner voice who tries to talk you out of doing things that you want to, you, you know, talk, try to talk to you, tries to talk you out of your dreams and push you down. We, I think we all have that voice. And for whatever reason, one day, I just uh, sort of, you know, I'm having this inner conversation and shot back, like, who ca who cares if it's not any good? I mean, I'm not trying to be a full-time writer. It's just something I want to do. And, and it's probably, um, it may fail. Like, I, maybe I will write something and release it, and it won't be any good. But that's not failure. Failure is really not doing it. And so I got, once I got my head around that, that made, gave me permission to start. I, I titled the, the original title, this book will fail, just to remind myself that, you know, this, you know, this wasn't about becoming a New York Times bestselling author, just about doing the work and, you know, stretching myself and giving myself an opportunity to do something I hadn't done. 
And then when COVID hit, you know, I was just sick and tired of all the negative news and I needed to do something positive. Um, and I needed to, and we were in lockdown, I wasn't traveling, so I had a bunch of time on my hands. And so I think all those things together just gave it, you know, the, the permission and the time um, to, to, to give it a go. And I'm so glad I did it. It was, it was so much fun and, and it was really scary. And um, yeah, and a great experience and a great learning experience. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's just got a great vibe to it. And uh, God knows we need a little positive vibe uh, these days. Um, I interviewed someone, I don't know if you know this person by the name of Charlene Lee, a business strategist uh, for, you know, all different types of Fortune 500 companies. And she writes about, uh, you know, disruption and transformation, among other things. Um, but writes about people and culture. And she had a comment which basically, in so many words, says that uh, companies need to start treating their people like humans. Uh, I'd love to get your reaction to that comment. Seems so obvious, don't you think? I mean, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a com it's complicated. You know, business relationships are very complicated because, of course, um, we are humans, and we need to treat each other with respect. And they're they're just so complex because they're not always clear. You know, people aren't always there's power and authority and involved, and there's um, you know some people think they know more than others. And so it's an odd dynamic, isn't it, these business relationships? And I do think at the heart of it, you know, we, we have to treat each other with respect. And we have to treat each other, yes, like human beings. And, you know, it sounds so silly, but we have to treat each other the way we want to be treated. And I think this notion of, you know, you're a high performer, you deliver great business results, you're a complete jerk. But that's okay because you deliver great business results. I just think that's passe. And, and, and yes, we want people to drive great results, but not at the expense of, you know, treating others like garbage. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And it is obvious. And I think the, the world is getting to be, you know, the business world is getting to be a, um, a better place to work from a culture perspective not perfect but i think we're getting there and who wants to surround themselves with you know people who treat each other badly i mean that's not fun and that's not productive um and so yes absolutely treat each other like humans so you've got a lot of great brands in your company uh what are some of the brands that you would maybe like to highlight uh, just in terms of what they do every day for their community, for their advertisers, and how they uh, stand out in their markets. Yeah, it's tricky because, you know, I, I should mention all of them. How much time do we have? <laughs> much time as you want. <laughs> Always hard to pick a few. Um, but I'll pick a few. You know, there's, 
maybe start with breakfast television and city TV. Um, city TV's got a great story. You know, it's a that's a, a local television brand, and it's a na- it's a national network, but it has local uh, executions and or uh, local stations. And it was started. I think it's going to be its. I feel like it's going to be its fiftieth anniversary this year. And you know, Rogers bought it um, from the original founder was Moses Neimer, and you know, it was all about being local television and did some incredible, really innovative things like Speaker's Corner. Just had so many, um, it was such a neat, uh, such a neat television station. It was, a, you know, a bit irreverent. Uh, it it re- really represented the diversity of the community. The personalities have always represented the diversity of the community. And it's still that way today. And so if we think about City TV, it's just this great national network that airs hit TV shows like Law & Order and uh, Chicago. And then it has this incredible morning show, Breakfast Television, and I'm always just so um, inspired by whenever they do some kind of call to action, and usually it's a fundraiser or you know something for charity. Anytime they put out the ask, you know the audience is happy to donate or raise a, raise money or raise funds. And I always hear, oh yeah, I, I saw that on breakfast television. And it's just such a great reminder of the power of people. Um, and a great brand and being consistent. And they do news traffic and weather and all those things, but it's really fun. And then the other incredible part of it, City TV is City News, which is the local news brand. And we recently rebranded all of our English news outlets to City News. Um, so our, we have you know radio, digital, uh, and television. And City News is, you know, continues to be, it was the, the first news network that, you know, didn't have anchors at the desk. And um, they're always, you know, looking for the right local to tell all local stories. We just launched a, a, a new feature last week where they're going into different neighborhoods, doing the news from different neighborhoods. You know, not from a city, but from an actual neighborhood and talking about that community. And, you know, their five o'clock and six o'clock news on Friday was all about talking, it uh, was all about a, a, a community in Scarborough, um, which is a, uh, an area of Toronto. So just that hyper-localness is amazing. Um, so that, I would say that's one. And then on the, on the radio side, you know, we, we continue to have two of the biggest brands in Canada. And they're really special because they were also among the first radio brands in Canada. CHFI is where Rogers started. Ted Rogers, the, you know, the founder of the company, started CHFI. And you know, it's on 98.1 now. It was the first that, and you think about that one radio station helped Ted Rogers build this incredible company, you know, which is wireless and cable and you know all the things that rogers is now you know media is just a piece of it and radio is just a piece of that but it all started with a radio station so you know amazing amazing brands 
um, that we're that we're all lucky to work with. And then we just launched Sonic Radio in Vancouver. And a shout out to the team there, you know, who did uh, decided to play Rage Against the Machine, you know, the same song for 24 hours, just as a way to transition from a pop station to an alternative station. And, you know, the news blew up around the world. And, you know, coverage from Rolling Stone magazine uh, throughout. And I just think it's a, that's a great nod to, um, you know, lo- a local music brand still being able to generate, you know, news across North America. Actually, it was worldwide. There were European publishers that were writing about it. Over this goofy radio stunt, you know, where they take the song Killing in the Name and uh, play it over and over and over again. So uh, it's it, it was a pretty fun ride and a pretty fun launch. Yeah, congratulations on that. I love that one, and I love the fact that uh, you guys just went for it and did it, and you reaped the, uh, the rewards. So, um, Well, that's the, you know, Buzz, that's the team, and, and that, you know, Christian is our, uh, our um, national content director and you know he's overseeing sonic in vancouver and jack in vancouver and paul k who's our vp of music brands you know and in-house productions you know christian and paul and their respective team and would take me an hour to name all of them that's all them right and when you you know you asked me earlier who helped shape my career those are the kind of people that shape my career because I'm learning from them all the time, you know, and I think as a, as a leader, it's not, you don't just learn from your boss, you know, you really, you learn, you should be, as humans, we should be on a constant journey of learning and learning from other people. And that was a great example of uh, them and their teams going for it. And hey, I you know, I had nothing to do with that. They just told me this is what we were doing, and I said, "All right, well, good luck." And um, and then it was such an incredible launch. So all the kudos to the team. Well, no, I I love it. So in closing, then, is there one thing you might suggest to other media operators, whether they be U.S. or whether they be elsewhere in Europe? or where, you know, wherever, that they should uh, maybe consider differently, reconsider? I, I guess, you know, um, I, I still hold true that it all comes down to the people. And, you know, we don't have as many people as we used to have. And it, it, that's, you know, always the, the worst part of the job is, you know, having to think about how you can do more with fewer people. But to me, you know, the magic happens from having great people. And so as much as, and then having them execute really well. And so I don't have any magic wands or tricks for what media companies should do. You know, uh, there's not a like, you know, do this and do A and B will happen. Other than, I think if you hire really great people and let them figure out what they need to do and help them execute and give them the tools to execute where you can 
that to me is the magic. That's where all the good stuff happens. You know, somebody had to come up with the idea to play a song for 24 hours straight and then pick that song. You know, there's no machine that's going to do that. That's a human being, you know, knowing their audience and knowing the market and having an idea and going for it. So to me, it's putting our faith and we'll always be about putting our faith in people. And then I, I think the other thing is just this, I don't know, having humility, I guess, and being humble about the reality of our world, which is there is so much competition for time. And, you know, people, that, we all hear the, you know, the cliche around time's the new currency, but there's just so much competition. And we have to, whatever it is that, you know, you want people to do, you have to earn their time. And so I think we have to stay true to getting great people and then having high standards around the products that we put out if we're expecting people to give us their time. Bravo, Julie Adam, for the work you're doing and uh, the standards that you're setting. Uh, and I'm so grateful for your time and your generosity today. Thank you for uh, taking a walk with me. Thank you. Can I ask one question before we go? Of course. So, I mean, you have an incredible background. I'm a fan of yours. You've done, you know, amazing work throughout your career. You're in the podcasting space now. How's it going? And, and how are you feeling about the podcasting business? Well, it's going great. And uh, that doesn't suggest that taking a walk is a walk in the park, um, because it's not. Building an audience is certainly something that um, I that it was never under a uh, illusion that that's easy. And once you get into it, you see it's even harder than you initially thought. Um, but it's tremendously gratifying when it comes to um, creativity and learning. I'm uh, relearning old skills and um, learning new skills, and that's something I'm incredibly uh, grateful for as well. Um, and I think it's really interesting that, uh, and certainly something I think media companies should think about, which is the fact that uh, you can create an audience that doesn't have any borders whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure how to monetize it in that regard. That's a whole other thing if you've got about three hours, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the notion that you can go beyond your border and uh, cultivate a community uh, is a pretty cool thing. So uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm not even a year in yet. I'm almost a year and uh, having a blast and very grateful for it and uh, how it allows me to uh, connect with new people is terrific and how it allows me to reconnect with folks like you that I respect is uh, also a joy as well. Oh, I love that. Well, good congratulations and good for you for going for it. You've always been someone who goes for it. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you and, uh, and I wish you the best. Keep, uh, keep going. Thanks, Julie. All the best to you. I appreciate it very much. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.